financial and time freedom. And that, that's one of the big, if you like, motivators for, for somebody to start their business. They wanted more time or financial freedom. So if it's time freedom that, that, uh, that people opened a business for, then what are you doing with that time that you, you supposedly have? And obviously, if it's time and financial freedom that your business is providing, then you should be able to go on really, really nice holidays. However, when I speak to people who come on the Atomic Success Programme, when I start talking to, to them about holidays, and we have a, a little of a challenge, if you like, uh, in the programme, which is around about taking a holiday, which we'll get to um, shortly, is that I find that most, uh, and it's not just garage owners, this, these stats have come from many small business uh, forums, is that most small business owners or self-employed people actually don't have holiday. They don't take the statutory holiday requirement and they don't tend to go on holiday. And there are many reasons for it, some of which we'll cover tonight. Because what they've actually got isn't a business, but a job. And job stands for just over broke, which is what most people are when they're in small business. But it's also a job that nobody wants because it's a job that you couldn't pay someone to do. If you looked, if you actually wrote down the job description of a small business owner and everything that small business, or the typical small business owner does, you couldn't pay someone enough money to do that job, working basically 24 seven, three, six, five, as if it's a badge of honor. And that's what, what tends to be the, the, the spirit, if you like, or the ethos or even the culture around small business and, and being self-employed is it's all down to me. It's only me. If I don't do it, no one will do it. And I've got to work all of the hours that God sends. But it isn't. And that shouldn't be what it's about. So that's sort of laying, if you like, uh, the, the scene. It is setting the scene for, for what we're talking about tonight. And it's it's why do we need to take holidays is the first thing. So holidays should be part of your plan for your business. You should include holidays. Holidays should have been there at the outset. So if you are a solopreneur, so you're a sole trader uh, and you're out there on your own, you know, hats off to you. You're really giving it a go. And it's probably the hardest bit of being in business is because it is all down to you. You don't have any staff. But do you think about your own health and well-being enough? Do you plan the breaks, the holidays, or are they forced on you by bank holidays? And then even then you carry on working. So there is an essential part of working life, even for the self-employed and the solopreneur or the sole trader. So if you're a, a business owner, you should be planning holidays. It's as simple as that. And the the culture within your business, if you have more than one member of staff, should be about encouraging people to go on holidays and make holidays, if you like, something to look forward to and celebrate that time off and that, that break, if you like, to recharge the batteries by including it in all of our planning processes and actually, if you like, having a positive attitude towards holidays instead of the negative attitude that I see all too often. And how do we do that? Well, if you're basing your planning and your financial calculations on 52 weeks, then you're probably already on a sticky wicket. So, and I say it a lot, 
base all your calculations on a maximum of 48 weeks. There are 52 weeks, as we all know, in the year. And most people get uh, 20 days plus the eight bank holidays holiday. That's the, if you like, the, the statutory. So some may have more. And if you plan more holidays because people uh, within your business are celebrating holidays, you look forward to those holidays, etc. Then make sure you then reduce the number of weeks you plan all of the financial outcomes for your business over. So which basically means you have less number of weeks to hit all of the financial targets. But if you know that at the beginning and you plan for it, holidays can become something which are, if you like, to be celebrated. And that's the first part. So make holidays part of the planning process. Make sure they're built into the plan, but also make sure your financial planning and everything you plan from that point on is based on a maximum of 48 weeks. And that makes a big difference because we're now allowing for holidays. Holidays are part of the plan and that, that does make a difference. So what is a normal year then, working year for a, a normal person? And it, it's basically, if you think about it, if, it's, if you do five day week times 52, it's going to be 260 days minus 28, the statutory holidays, is 232 days to get everything done. So you've got 232 days to get everything done. So when you're doing your planning and you think about your 90 day blocks, if you if you bring it down that far, you've only you know, you haven't got many of these 90, you know, in terms of 90 days, you haven't got many of them actually working. If you think about it now, when we talk about planning the year and holidays, etc., uh, somebody I know recently um tried the four-day working week to see if it would be more productive, which was a really brave thing to do, I think. And I think we'll see more of it. Post-COVID, people have kind of pressed a reset. And if you if you like, um, post-COVID, what's happened is, is people are, if you like, they're not as chained to their jobs. They don't want to be um, just about their work. And that should be the same for, or, or maybe that has been an attitude change with, with self-employed people and business owners. We've probably started to see that there is more to life than just the business. At least I hope we have, because it, it's being called the big reset and, and for, for good reason. So if we can start to plan for a bit more flexible working, we may be able to, to please more of our staff in terms of we might become a place that's more, if you like, uh, attractive to work in if, if our working conditions may suit the lifestyle of the people that we might be trying to employ which is something to to think about so a while back I used to work shifts and I used to always think about the shift working idea as one that was a little bit if you like um, unfair on the staff that's how I used to think about it and me being one of those workers but when I thought about it and I've looked at it and you do the maps, if I worked four on, four off and I had 28 days leave to take, including the four off offs that I got. Yeah. And the business had five closure days a year. What I ended up working in that business was 166 days. Which, although in, in this case, it was 12 hour shifts, but that's a lot less than the 232. So even though it felt like the the work program, if you like, 
was in the way of my life because you found yourself working bank holidays and you found yourself working lots of weekends because the way the cycles went around. When the shifts turned around, I had eight days off instead of two blocks of four. And if you, if the way that panned out and the way that worked, I was actually working less than if, if you did a normal five-day week over 52 weeks minus the 28, which was 232 days. And if you think about that, if you can make that work for your business, your staff will be actually working less, but you probably may get, I mean, that's surely the, the, the theory behind those shift patterns was that the business was open 24 seven. Uh, it was a HGV business. Uh, and they tend, to, they tend to work that sort of pattern. But the actual staff, even though you felt that you were there a lot, you were actually there less. So there are, if you like, alternatives to the, the status quo, the, the working Monday to Friday and Saturday mornings. It doesn't have to be like that. And that's all part of the planning, how you put together your or construct your working week, your working year. It all comes down, include holidays in it. So that's the first thing I've covered the planning. The next thing is, if you have staff, make sure there are rules and they are clear rules about holidays. And that should be in their contract of employment. Now, if you're a very small business, micro businesses, which most of us are, we probably don't have anything too formal uh, in the way of, of a holiday contract or anything actually discussed. You were probably told when you started or you probably tell your staff when they started that they are entitled to 20 days plus the bank holidays or whatever it is that you've agreed. Yeah. So is that necessarily right? Is it right for everyone? Could we be doing something different? And then how do people, is there any limitations on when they take those holidays? So for example, what are the rules on taking a sick day as a holiday in your business? Do you know? Do you have a rule? Should you have a rule? Yeah. Can you take holiday pay in lieu of leave in your business? If a, if a member of staff comes up to you and remember, whatever that decision is, you're setting a precedent because if the next member of staff asks the same thing, you've effectively got to say the same thing. Whether that suits the business circumstances at the time, you've probably made a rod for your own back. So there are businesses out there that can help you with HR matters and set up these contracts. But it's always nice to sort of talk to your staff about what it is that you're providing as a holiday benefit. Because does it have to be 20 days and eight bank holidays? Do you have to work the, not work the bank holidays? Could they work the bank holidays and have a, an alternative arrangement? Do you know? Do you have a, a policy in place? You need to. You need to know. The other one that's often uh, discussed is how many days holiday can they carry over from this year to next year? And if they already have some carried over from two years ago, how long is it before they have to take the holidays they've carried over before they lose them? Or you have to pay them the cash money instead. We need to know that. As, as small business owners, we ought to have those policies laid down. Then, in the next one, how many members of staff can be off on holiday at the same time? Can you have more than one off at the same time? Now, this one depend on the size of the business. I, I totally agree. Everyone thinking about that is thinking, oh, God, maybe you know, we haven't written this down. We haven't actually agreed this. But what if, you know, there was a wedding and it was abroad and you're, 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 you're a small community garage 
and two of the three members of staff are invited to the wedding. What would that do? Can you, can you foresee that happening? Is it a possibility in your business? What would happen if it did? How would you deal with it? I know these are like one-off unique events, but you ought to have something in place. So we'll come back to now the, the, the idea of holidays. Now, not all garages allow the staff to pick when they go on holiday. Some of them have blocks. So the, the garage has an annual shutdown for Christmas and an annual shutdown in the summer. And then they, if that's two weeks each time, and they have roughly five days, depending on how the bank holidays and everything fall over the Christmas or when summer's taken, they have another week effectively or five days remaining to take throughout the rest of the year. Now, can you enforce that? Is that legal? You know, I'm, I'm not here to answer that question. What I'm asking is, if you're doing that with the consent of your staff, then it's okay. But what if you have a new team member join who doesn't want to, who doesn't agree with that as part of their holiday pay? Can you enforce it? It's a great question. I actually don't know the answer. But it's all that stuff that you need to know about. Your staff need rules and you need to make sure that the, how, you prevent, uh, how you present your holiday benefit fit within current HR legislation. So that takes us to key staff now. Now key staff, and this can include the owner, and more often than not, it does include the owner. Yeah. When are they off? What happens in the business? So for example, if you only have one MOT tester, is it always convenient when they go on holiday? And what are you doing about that as a business? And this is covered in a training I've done before called linchpin redundancy. And it's a great training topic and you should be thinking about linchpin redundancy as you grow your business so that no one member of staff, when they go off, has a detrimental effect on the operation of the business. That's the idea. So finally, owners. When do the business owners get a chance to go on holiday when they're running a small business, especially a micro business, when it seems to be that they're doing everything and if they're not doing it, nothing gets done? Well, this is the big problem with being a small business owner and especially being a micro business. And for some reason, it's particularly pertinent in the garage trade. So why is it that the business owner, either they feel compelled that they can't go away because they feel they, they need to be there all the time. It's a kind of um, you know, control freak type atmosphere. Or is it simply that the people who work in the business do not understand enough about the operations of the business to allow the owner to be away while the business still works. And that's the, if you like, the worst case scenario was if the business owner isn't there, the business stops. And that's a business in infancy. And we've talked about infancy, adolescence and maturity in a previous training as well. But a business in infancy is defined as a business that stops when the owner isn't there. So if you're there for... If you've gone away for more than a couple of days, basically things start going wrong very, very quickly. And the whole point of this uh, and the idea of, of looking forward to holidays as the business owner is knowing that you've left your team with the right amount of training and the tools in place so that when you go away, they don't need to ring you. They don't need to be in touch with you. They can just get on with their own work yeah, with the minimum amount of fuss and the minimum amount of input from you. It's just another day just that you're not there. That is when you're building a systemized business. And one of the great reasons to build a systemized business is so that as you give the, the staff more and more autonomy and control over what they're doing, 
you can take bigger and bigger holidays. So I'll leave you with this question. Could you, as the business owner, take four weeks off in the summer or start tomorrow? Go somewhere tomorrow and take a month off. Four weeks. The reason I say a four weeks and why you need to build up to four weeks is it's the true test of a systemized business. The business owner had no input in the business for four weeks. Why four weeks? That tends to be a business cycle. So payroll would have had to have been run. Suppliers would have had to have been paid. There would have been significant input and throughput through the business in terms of bookings, invoicing, everything that the business does will have happened at least once in a four week period. And if the business owner can be away for four weeks or more, then you've cracked it in terms of building a systemized business. And part of the Atomic Success Program, that is one of the challenges that you can choose to take on is can you be away for four weeks? So before I go, and everyone's thinking, oh God, that's impossible. Uh, I once took a year out from my business and I'm currently in the middle of a, another break, if you like, from the day-to-day -day operations of my business. I am no longer, if you like, tactical in my business. I still do a little bit of operations, but I'm mainly strategic. I don't actually go there day to day because I'm away doing something else at the moment. So you can see that it is possible to build a small business that continues to operate without the owner as long as it's systemized. And that's when you can start to look forward to those great holidays because you've got the time and financial freedom that you promised yourself when you set up in business. If you've got any questions, send me a message in, in the direct messenger uh, or send me an email. You can get in touch with me in, in a number of ways. Uh, if nobody's got any more questions or if you'd like to know more about the Atomic Success Programme, just uh, go to www.atomicsuccess.co.uk. The homepage is there. You can book a call and be on there. Uh, if, if that's it, I hope you all have a, a pleasant evening and I hope to see you all soon at an event at some point this year. Take care uh, and be careful out there. Bye bye.